Scientists say Skagway's largest cruise ship dock will see significant rock slide activity, but can't predict when it will happen, leading the leaseholder White Pass and the municipality to rearrange pedestrian traffic flow in the area. And Haynes may see a large new subdivision in the near future. Rebuilding continues from the deadly 2020 landslide. Plus, the Southeast Alaska State Fair is scheduled for next weekend. It's the KHNS Local News. I'm Mike Swayze. Those stories are up next. KHNS is searching for a full-time news reporter and will have limited news coverage until the right person is found. In the meantime, we'll bring you interviews with local government officials and newsmakers. Today, we have Skagway Assemblyperson Reba Hilton and Chilcat Valley News reporter Max Graham. Assemblyperson Reba Hilton, thanks for joining us. Let's jump right into the big news coming from the Rockslide area, right above Skagway's busiest cruise ship dock, the railroad dock. The municipality brought in scientists to study the slide area. They released a report this week. What did that report say? Here's one quote that got everyone's attention. It is our opinion that the slope conditions observed during our site visit display significant hazards to people and structures below the slope. That's scary, right? I used to work down there. I have friends that work down there. I have a family member that works down there. I work down there four or five days a week, and I look up at that giant rock that's perched and, and has been moving at a couple of inches a year now, ready to come down at any time, and I think, what's my best escape route? That's what I think when I'm down there. It's incredibly frightening. Absolutely. And when they first started monitoring this, you know, it was moving at the tune of one and one and a half inches a year. And now this new report released said it's moving to two and a half inches per year. So historically, we don't have more data than a few years old, unfortunately. But I mean, you hear those facts and it's pretty frightening. Now, White Pass is claiming that the rocks that could cause damage on the railroad dock are coming from municipal land. So their municipal property how did the assembly respond to that? Oh, man, it was hard. It was a four-hour meeting. This was the hot topic. Basically, everyone is liable. We all know what's going on down there, and we are putting not only ourselves at risk, but we're putting all of our guests that come into this port that are docked on that side in risk, and it's unacceptable. And so then the assembly said, well, let's ask White Pass to stop using the area next to the biggest slide and then tender people from the aft position. You had a meeting with municipal officials and with White Pass on Friday morning. What sort of agreement did you come up with? What we did is we looked where there's most of the congestion with people congregating in the most dangerous spots down there. That's right below the rock slide where failure is going to happen at some point. So we've come up with a plan together to basically rearrange the flow of traffic down there. And it's going to be hard for people to wrap their head around it. It's late in the season, but we have to make changes because we know the risk now. It's on paper and it's eye-opening and we had to do something about it. And what are the changes going to look like? The security area where people get back onto their ship will be moved further south. The whole area where the coffee shop is and where the um, shore excursion booths are, that will be moved, not the caboose itself. I believe the caboose will be closed down. M&M will be closed down. 
that circular turnaround will not be available to anyone but SmartBus, but even SmartBus will be loading further north, just north of the restrooms down there. And so SmartBus will be using the turnaround area, but we're going to make that turnaround area smaller because we're going to open up to allow the flow of people to not bottleneck so much, but just to get them out of that area and everyone will be meeting further north of the restrooms that are down there on the pier, which is also going to close off the parking lot to the small boat harbor, just the ones that actually line the boardwalk there. And when do these new developments go into effect? Immediately. Assemblyperson Rebecca Hilton, thank you for filling us in on the latest at what's happening on the railroad dock. I appreciate it. You betcha. Max Graham with the Chilkat Valley News. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump right into what's happening in Haines. Thanks for having me, Mike. So in this week's paper, our one of our top stories is about renewed plans for the Hilltop subdivision, a 65-lot subdivision on Cemetery Hill, south of Major Road. Developer Roger Schnabel has sort of renewed plans for that subdivision, which was put on pause in 2015. And the Planning Commission last week approved preliminary plat, the first hurdle for that development. Schnabel said that he thinks now with the housing crunch and demand for housing, it's the right time to revitalize plans for that development. Any idea what that's going to do to home values in Haines? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's maybe a little early to tell. I think a lot of the details of the subdivision need to be worked out. But 65 lots is the biggest subdivision here in years. I think the last one that was built here was about a decade ago, and that was 23 lots, and the one before that was 10 lots. So that would be a lot of new homes coming on the market. And is it in a very large area? How big are these lots expected to be? The whole area, I think, is 37 acres. Let's move on to Team Rubicon. They're in town helping to rebuild from the deadly storm from December 2020. What's their progress looking like? Yes, Team Rubicon sent up a bunch of construction workers from Houston, Texas to work on two homes that were destroyed in the December 2020 storm. They've been out at Steve and Sarah Vergen's house on Lutex Spur Road. The Vergen's house was destroyed by a landslide and Team Rubicon's workers have been helping Steve convert his garage into a a new home. I do also want to highlight, though, that Chilkoot Indian Association and Haynes Long-Term Recovery Group have also been instrumental in the rebuild effort. And Team Rubicon has partnered with them and is just lending hands, labor, time, equipment to make a big push these weeks. Pretty interesting to to be able to take that remaining structure and completely turn it into a livable area. I mean, what a good idea. Yeah, what they're doing there is really cool. They've sort of turned a ceiling space into a bedroom. Um, They're adding a bathroom. They're converting the whole second floor of the garage into a living space, pretty much. The Southeast Alaska State Fair is coming up next weekend. Perfect time for a preview of the fair. Yeah, the fair starts on Thursday at 12.30 p.m. The fair is expecting a big crowd this year. It should be the biggest event in Haines in three years. Obviously, the fair was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic, and then last year, attendance was down quite a bit. But there will be 
68 vendors at this year's fair. That's up from 19 last year. A lot of the same contests and attractions, you know, that people be familiar with. The kids area will have more entertainment, science projects. I think the fair is sort of adding some fun for the children. Any big headlining acts that we should be aware of that are coming into town? It's sort of a regional lineup, really diverse mix of groups. One note is that a pre-teen rock group from Whitehorse and 10, 11, 12-year-olds will be here. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, bands are coming from the Yukon, British Columbia, Seattle, Seward, Petersburg, Sitka, Skagway. So it's a regional, diverse mix of uh, musicians. Max Graham from the Chilkat Valley News, thanks so much for joining us and uh, filling us in on what's happening in Haines. Thanks for having me, Mike. For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read local news stories online at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News anywhere you get your podcasts. 